0: hello and welcome to episode 74 of grow with soul today i wanted to go into everything content because content is everything often we hear the word content and think it's just blogging but it's not in marketing we tend to break channels up into silos because it's easier to think and talk about them all separately So you have your blog over here, your Instagram over there, your email list is in the back room, Pinterest, perhaps a podcast or a video channel, or they're in your back pocket. While they all link up, we tend to treat them as separate entities. We might have a different strategy or a different pile of ideas for our Instagram to our blog and and all the other things. But really, this is an overcomplication because it's all content. The point of marketing is to get your message in front of the people who need to see it. And to do that, we use channels. But somewhere along the line, the channel became more important than the message. We began to worry more about having the right Instagram or email or blog strategy rather than focusing on the message. When you restore the order, when you think about having a message that you disseminate through channels, then you've got a content strategy. And it's easier because you're not fussing around with all the individual channels and what they need, but using them as tools for the messages and pieces that are really going to connect with your right people. So, in this episode, I'm sharing everything that I know about creating an effective and flowing content strategy. I may refer specifically to writing throughout, for ease but remember that everything I share here is applicable to all types of content whether that is written whether it's audio or whether it's visual. So let's start with how to plan your content. Planning is important because it means that when you sit down to create you're not wasting valuable brain power on figuring out what to do or making decisions you're just focusing all that brain power on creating the thing. In this way, planning also helps you to be consistent because you're not having to make the big decisions of what to post every week, week after week, but it's all plotted out in advance. That's not to say that you can't add in extra things when you feel inspired, but it means that you can still be showing up with your message even when you're not inspired. So it's a safety net, but it's not a straight So first of all, do what's manageable a question I get over and over again is how often should I be posting? So whether that's blog posts or Instagram photos or any other type of content, there is a lot of advice out there dictating how many times you should post per week, varying from daily to more than daily, God forbid, or to weekly or monthly. So the very fact that there is such a difference In all this advice, and there's no consensus, tells me that there isn't one perfect number of times to post. It's a myth. So, you must find your own schedule. So, I always advise people that the best posting routine is the one you can stick to consistently. So, look at the time that you have available and decide what's manageable. If that's fortnightly, then start with that. One thing to remember is that. As quantity goes down, a good rule of thumb is for quality to then go up. So, if you're only going to be uh, blogging every other week or posting every other week on Instagram, it's important that those posts are quite meaty and they're working really hard rather than just being a thing that you put up like a quick listicle. Another thing is re- refine your topics. A big problem that comes with content creation is knowing what to write about. When there's every topic under the sun available as a potential the choice can be paralyzing and creativity loves boundaries so give it some. Not only that but not every topic under the sun is relevant for you to talk about in the context of your business so it's vital to find the ones that are so that your content clarifies your message rather than confuses it. The exercise I use for this and you've undoubtedly heard me talk about it before is to create content buckets. Themed metaphorical buckets that you can fill up with ideas to write about that are representative of your brand and your core message. So these should be derived from the purpose of your brand and your why rather than your product. That's something that people often get confused about. I always think your product should be able to fit into your buckets rather than be your buckets because then in the future if you want to transition or you want to drop one part of your business model and add in another one you're able to do that in a more natural way. So for example mine are simple marketing, simple working and simple living. So anything that doesn't fit into those buckets doesn't get written about. So Do a big brainstorm. So I try to actually sit and plan content as few times a year as possible. So I will go in and tweak the plan more regularly, but I generally do a big sit down every quarter and get a quarter's worth of ideas plotted out in advance. This purely means that rather than figuring things out on a weekly basis, I can spend more time Doing the other things that are more important on a weekly basis because I've got my safety net of a plan already figured out. So part of this planning routine is a big brainstorm. The brainstorm will be based on my content buckets first and foremost, also on questions that I've been asked, things that I've seen coming up as a common problem or a query for people on other content in the ecosystem that I'm operating in, on launches or pushes that I have within the business as well. Generally, I'll come up with kind of 50 good ideas, both for blog posts, for podcasts, and for Instagram captions in one sitting. So following this process of going through the content buckets, the questions, the other content, I'll come up with a good 50 if not more, ideas that I can go on and use. And although not all of them do get used, it's really good to have them there that I can dip into whenever I'm feeling uninspired and I just need to get a story out or an Instagram post out or whatever it is. I've got a pool there of things that I can dip into whenever I need to. So actually that is an old but still relevant highlight on my Instagram profile called blog planning. So if you want to kind of see how that looks in practice, you can see that there. As part of your big brainstorm, it also really helps to keep records of ideas. We can't control when the ideas come. So get into the habit of jotting them down in an organised way. Scribbling them on pieces of paper or in random iPhone notes is as good as not writing them down because you're never going to find them again. So I do mine in a single note app that I can use on both my phone and my laptop so that no matter where I am I can continue adding to and crucially I can find that single list. Then when I sit down to do my brainstorm I draw on this list to decide what ideas I'm going to take forward into content. So next I have a calendar. I literally don't know where I'd be without my content calendar. I look at it at least two times a day. (laughs) And really the key word here is my. There isn't one perfect calendar template to rule them all. (laughs) Over the years, I've tried out lots of different formats for content calendars. And if you Google it, there are all sorts of complex templates and elements that other people include. But for me simplicity has been key. A colour code for my content buckets, adding in important events and launches but other than that no other detritus other than the blog post or podcast title that's going out on that day. Although you've got to do what you want to do. Some people really like to add in their social media posts too. What the simplicity means is that I can see what's going on at a glance and that it doesn't take me kind of five minutes to navigate and decipher the calendar and ultimately that means that I stick to it. Like I said before though, your calendar isn't a rod for your back. It's there to provide a structure, especially during those times where you just don't have the bandwidth to think up something new and creative every week. It doesn't mean that If you have a flash of inspiration and absolutely must write about something that you can't, your calendar should be flexible. So mine gets the cut and paste treatment a couple of times a month. So although, yes, I sit down and I plan it all out, things come up. So I will move one post from May into June and then put something else into May just because that's what is happening that month. So that's planning. Now let's move on to writing and creating content that's effective. So on the face of it, writing content seems like it should be pretty easy. Pick a topic, write something interesting about it, hit publish. But writing effective content takes more thought and strategy to make it work really hard for you and your business. This doesn't mean that it's more complicated. It just means that you take an extra few minutes to think about it more intentionally to create a post that has an effect on your business. So know who you're writing for. The key to creating effective content is writing content that's valuable to your customer. The key to writing valuable content is really knowing your customer. Knowing them means more than knowing their demographic information, it's about understanding their hopes and their goals in life, the challenges they're up against, and what's holding them back. When you can help them with these deep problems, you're providing value and connecting with your customer on an emotional level. When you know these goals and these challenges, you can start to think where your value might lie. Now, value doesn't always mean helping. It can mean entertaining, inspiring, as well as educating. But whatever you're doing, you're providing value and you're connecting with your customer on an emotional level. By providing that value, you are holding their attention and, crucially, building trust with your customer. Remember, this is an always an exchange, the value that you're giving for the attention, advocacy and ultimate sale from the customer. I know there are many people who listen to this podcast who will never buy from me, but I know that if I can provide valuable content here, then they might give it a rating in Apple Podcasts so others can find it. They might share an episode link in their mailing list, or they might recommend a show to a friend, all of which helps to increase my reach and my impact. Next, redistribute ideas. Honestly, I have sat down to write a podcast script before and realised that actually all I've got to say on that topic is a couple of paragraphs and not the necessary 3,000 words. So even after your brainstorm, you may find that in reality, not all of your ideas will make the cut, but even the duff ideas may inspire something great. Maybe those A couple of paragraphs will become a couple of Instagram captions, or an extra paragraph for another blog post or a worksheet for your email list. No idea is truly dead or rubbish. It just needs to be redistributed to the channel where it will shine. Create for where customers are in their journey. Often you see blog posts or Instagram posts where the writer has only wanted to write about their products. This is a natural impulse, but honestly, unless I've been following that person for ages and I'm absolutely ready to buy, those posts are a bit boring. <laughs> if, you've, if you've never encountered that business before, you're likely just to keep scrolling past that post. And that's because it's not written for where you are in your journey. Think about where customers are in their journey of discovering your brand when you're planning and creating your content. People landing on your site for the very first time just want to get to know you and what you're interested in and whether you're someone that they want to support. It's not until later that they will start to investigate your approach and your products. So don't think of content that is more general or just not specifically about your product as not being effective or that it's a waste of space on your blog or wherever. It earns its place by keeping new visitors on the site or attracting new followers to your Instagram and inspiring them to learn more about your brand. Have an objective for the piece of content. So really linked to what I was just saying is giving each blog post objective. Objectives for a post will, will naturally cross over but wanting each post to do every single thing it possibly could is a surefire way of creating an unfocused piece. When you have a clear objective for the post you're writing you can make sure that it's really effective at achieving it. So it might be that the objective you want for this blog post is that it will help new customers find you on a Google search. So you therefore ensure it's naturally full of your chosen keyword, it's got loads of internal links and a more introductory tone. On the other hand, you might want to do a post which helps people get to know your brand more. So you talk about why For example, ethical production is so important to you in a really personal tone which gets under the skin of your business. So really think about what job you want that piece of content to do and at what point in the customer journey it's happening and then you can make sure it's really really effective at doing that job. And so also repurpose your best ideas i think we all feel like when we've written about a topic once we can't possibly cover it again because we've said it all however repurposing your most popular posts is a really easy and great way to consistently share effective content so why reinvent the wheel when you've already done it really well before if you've created a particularly effective blog post that people have really been enjoying, then reuse a section of it as an Instagram caption. Put it in your newsletter, discuss the topic on a podcast or on a Instagram or Facebook Live. Rework it maybe from a different angle and post it again in a few months' time. People worry that that will seem repetitive, but... But it's important for to remember that while you see everything that you produce, nobody else does. Your online audience is always changing. People are joining all the time and it's likely that your existing audience doesn't really remember a post from two months ago because they've been reading so much else in between. And even if someone really does remember that first post, all you're doing is creating a consistency of message rather than just being repetitive so finally let's take a little bit of time to look at how to make your content marketing work harder so what is the number one reason content marketing doesn't happen in your business I'm willing to bet that it's because it's time consuming but let's think about other things that are time consuming in our business making or sourcing your products responding to emails doing your client work Those things don't get pushed down the to-do list, so why is content creation not deemed as important as these things? I mean, there's tons of reasons, but one of them is content creation gets neglected because we don't see how hard it can work for us. Sometimes it can feel like you take three hours to style one picture that someone will spend three seconds looking at and then keep scrolling. But when you make your content marketing work harder for you it becomes easier to see the value and justify the time that you're spending on it. Because really content is the thing that's going to last the longest in your business. Clients and products will come and go but once you've got content created it's there forever. It's yours, you own it and you can use it in lots and lots of different ways. So rather than thinking of content as a time-consuming hassle that you put out into the world once and then archive, think of it as a member of staff. You've invested into it and now you can put it to work in other areas of your business. So the first of these areas is email marketing. And content helps with your email marketing in two ways. First of all, it gets you sign-ups. Include a sign-up box at the bottom of posts so that new visitors can have an action to immediately take. Look at what your most popular content has been and create an opt-in or a lead magnet based on that piece of content to really incentivize people to subscribe. And this doesn't have to be something completely brand new. Tweak an existing blog post or put two together. Turn a podcast episode into a worksheet. Focus on in depth on one particular element of a broader piece of content and then once you're gaining new subscribers you can use your existing content in your newsletters that might look like links to popular posts showing a behind the scenes of your instagram photo or reproducing a blog post in a reduced or extended form another place of course is social media Most of us actually create specific content for social media and especially for Instagram but there can be lots of crossovers between your existing content and social content. So image-wise, very basically, I use all the same images across all channels. I don't take different pictures for Instagram, for blog posts, for Pinterest. I just use the same ones and usually more than once. And the same is true for written content. I mean, for example, can you remember what you posted on Instagram on September the 21st, 2019? If you can't remember, then your audience certainly isn't going to remember. (laughs) If a photo or a caption did particularly well the first time, replicate it. And the same goes with your podcast or your blog content or even your newsletter content. So say you have a piece with five individual sections in it well then you've got five great Instagram captions or Facebook posts so rework the points you make in a blog post to make it fit into your other channels to get the most use out of it and lastly the last place to use it is outreach so that includes guest posting collaborating with other business owners podcast appearances generally being on any channel that you're not in control of and it's a really impactful method for growth. The great thing about outreach is that it allows you to get in front of your target audience on a channel where they're already engaged and that they trust. It allows you to piggyback on the reputation of that channel whilst also providing a lot of value to their audience. Outreach is usually the thing that scares people the most, probably because it can make you feel very exposed. It's all safe and comfortable hanging out on your own channels and heading over to someone else's feels more risky. But your content marketing, again, can really help with this. When you're pitching a guest post, use one that you've already written and you know is popular. You can rework the content for the publication, but still be confident that it will be well received and valuable. Similarly with podcasts, talk about things that you've talked about in your blog posts, your captions, or anywhere else before. You don't need to keep coming up with new concepts to talk about when the ones you already have are great. At the time of recording this, The book Untamed has just been released and the author, Glennon Doyle, is promoting it online due to coronavirus, obviously, and she's doing regular IGTVs and she's doing podcast interviews and in those she is sharing snippets from the book, which she tweaks slightly to respond to specific questions. So she's not reinventing the wheel each time she appears somewhere, but she uses her existing stuff in a new context. And actually what that does is it just drives home the message. So that is my quick run through of the basics of going about simplifying your content strategies and planning and using effective content. And actually in a couple of weeks what I'm also going to do is a whole other episode about the power of storytelling in our content as that's such a hugely important part of creating Connecting content that I thought it deserved its own episode. And actually, that's very front of mind for me at the moment because I've also added a whole section about storytelling into my new update of Campfire, which is my content marketing course. So if you want to feel more like you know what you're doing with your content, if you want to explore the planning and the writing and making it really effective and work really hard for you whatever type of content that it is campfire is available now for pre-order at simpleandseason.com forward slash campfire and you get full access to all the fresh fully updated lessons from june um, and that is in a self-led way so you get everything and you can work through it at your own pace otherwise any links that I mentioned will be at my website which is simpleandseason.com forward slash podcast and you can come and find me on instagram at simpleandseason if you have a friend who you think would really enjoy this episode please do send them the link and let me know where you're listening online too and until next time I hope you grow a soul.